0: everyone, Nick Smolovsky here with Bad Elf for your Tech Minute with the Geoholics podcast. Uh, in the news today, I want to talk about two quick things. One, unfortunately, is the coronavirus. And no, if you're thinking that the coronavirus is a hangover a day after drinking coronas on the beach, you are sadly mistaken. I don't just joke about that. I actually had heard a few weeks ago that the number two searched Google word uh, on coronavirus actually... Was if it had anything to do with the corona beer and it does not. I bring this up because Esri, the GIS company, they have a new technology called story maps. They've been around for a few years. Imagine that a story map is like the love child of a PowerPoint and a map. Esri story maps are tracking the coronavirus as we speak. Epidemiologists and other scientists around the world are actively looking at these types of maps, watching the spread of this virus, this disease. They're using this type of technology to help mitigate these effects. So as we watch with bated breath over global news and what's happening around the globe in terms of the coronavirus, you may want to check out an Esri story map offline or online to kind of see how that's tracking. To do that, simply Google search Esri story map coronavirus and you're gonna find all types of different options um, and different people creating these types of map. It is a great way to stay up-to-date on real-time geospatial information. So again, that's Esri Story Maps, a great way to track the coronavirus and stay ahead of the game. If you've never seen these types of technology before, highly recommend it. My name's Nick Smolovsky. I am with Bad Elf. You can reach out to me through the Geoholics podcast or uh, with my email address. That's nick, N-I-K, at bad-elf.com. That's nick at bad elf dot Try that again. Nick at bad-elf.com. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon.
1: You ready tonight, boys?
2: That music brings me
1: back
3: in time. <laughs> just Put back. your phones on silent. You got a rowdy guest.
4: <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody, to episode 26. Of the Geoholics, a podcast produced by and for Geomatics Professionals, also known as the Billy Williams no. episode.
2: No. What do you mean no? Wade Boggs. Well, if the guy hits a home we'll run We'll agree for, to disagree. He hits a home run on his 3,000th hit. It was for the Rays, who gives a crap Jeez, right? Come on.
4: Gosh, can't you just go with me He my... rode a horse
2: <laughs> in New York City after he won a World Series. <laughs> Uh, I hate the Yankees, and I can at least be happy for them for that.
4: (laughs) Don't forget, everybody, to uh, check out the Geaholics Fan Club. For every 10 bucks you donate to the Geaholics GoFundMe account. You'll receive a Geaholics wristband and have your name mentioned on the next podcast. So check it out. Um, You can get there from our website, which is, of course, thegeaholics.com, or you can just go to GoFundMe and search for Geaholics, and there will be. That opening tune, of course, is Black Moods, Someone to Save Us. They are Josh, Chico, and Jordan. And they just left 2 o'clock yesterday morning uh, on their new tour. They're touring with Royal Bliss, another really good band. Um, They're kicking their tour off tomorrow night in Joplin, Missouri. But by the time you guys listen to that, that show will be over. So the ones I'm going to mention are March 8th in Madison, the 11th in Colorado Springs, and the 12th in Grand Junction. So if you're in those areas... Make sure you get tickets to go see the Black Moods. And be sure to check out their new cover of EMF's Unbelievable on YouTube. And they should have a new record dropping any day. they got a bunch of new music that's going to be, so I think it's really going to catapult them to the next level for sure. You can find them on Spotify, Apple Music, and where else? On YouTube, of course. Some great videos there. Absolutely love these guys, and uh, we're still working on getting them on. So it's just a matter of getting our schedules to work out.
2: Joplin, Missouri, that place is uh, fully recovered from the tornado like 10 years ago. Don't
4: they, have, they have like a tornado like every year. I don't know. That's that the is, only reason that's... I
2: know. When you said Joplin, that's all I thought. of.
4: So. <laughs> that is the definition of Tornado <laughs> Alley there for sure. Friends of the program.
2: Bad Elf GPS. Uh, Nick, Larry, and the boys. They're beginning to ship the Bad Elf Flex GNSS receiver. It's a game changer. Boys. Everybody, go out and buy it. <laughs> Go get it, bad-elf.com slash flex.
4: Land Surveyors United, um, that website, of course, is landsurveyorsunited.com. Justin Farrow is the creator of this unique web-based community of over, wow, gosh, about 17,000 surveyors and geomatics professionals from all over the world. And you can also download our app from the same website. Again, that's landsurveyorsunited.com.
2: And then there's always Unifly, Scott Family. Ohana. I'm never going to forget that one. I like it. His team's vision to unify drone surveying, data management, and CAD conversion under one badly needed umbrella. <laughs> U-N-I-F-L-I dot A-E-R-O.
4: Nailed it, shoots.
2: I, I work hard on this.
4: Parkland College Land Survey Program in Champaign, Illinois. Corey Allred has uh, has developed a program there that's suited for anybody interested in uh, pursuing a career in land surveying. And He's got a staff of uh, a number of professional surveyors with a diverse skill set. It's something that if you have any interest in being a land surveyor or um, maybe, what's the word I'm looking for?
2: Geomatics professional. There you go.
4: Geomatics professional. I like that. Check out the program at parkland.edu forward slash surveying. And here we are in Studio One. Good to be back. It's been a week or so. Um, we have the lovely Megan with us this evening, and she's going to tell us a little bit about what is going on with Studio One. What you got going on, Megan?
5: Well, um, when I was here last time, I talked about the new menu launching, and we went ahead and did that a few weeks ago. It's been really successful for us, so please come out and try it. If you haven't already, um, brunch and happy hour and dinner are Oh my gosh! Like ninety five percent new. So Kent can tell you he uh, he had a good brunch a couple of weeks ago.
4: I did indeed. I had the um, what I have. I
5: had the. I you had the Benedict. It was so good. I can't forget it. I had the ham Benedict and it was amazing. Yeah, yep. and the potato waffle, right. unbelievable. Yeah, yep. I had the salmon toasty, which yep. is kind of like a smoked salmon on a piece of uh, whole grain toast with. Um, um, Red onion and dill. It was fantastic. Oh, my goodness. Yeah.
2: Hudson it's, would be all over that. Would he really? Guess, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He Do loves it. Like yeah. Oh, my,
4: oh my gosh. He loves it.
2: I don't know where he gets it. it has got to be from Kerry. It's not from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> and not a salmon fan. And it's
5: house smoked salmon. So we have the new smoker outside, and uh, we're firing that up probably five days a week now. Smoking salmon, chicken, um, just about anything we can, really, on the menu. So I may
2: have caught Chef Jay- Jason Diaz on the way in. And I talked to him about the smoker. And he said brisket is where he was focused. Yeah. So any of our listeners that want to send in a brisket recommendation.
5: Absolutely. Yeah? Please do. All right. Yeah, for sure.
2: We'll we'll, we'll make a geoholic sandwich. The Big Shoots was a failure, (laughs) as as is accustomed to my life. but.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
5: I want to mention that uh, coming up, we have on the 14th of March, we have our St. Paddy's Day party. So, of course, since St. Paddy's Day is on a weekday, we're going to party it up on a Saturday beforehand. Um, We'll have live music and some specials, um, including our shepherd's pie and the fish and chips and uh, a few other things, I'm sure, and then uh, a live band. So
2: Throwing a curveball at you (laughs) and getting a green beer
5: yeah Uh, i guess so uh, we have the we have the green dye because if you actually get green beer Mm -hmm. like kegged green beer it it trashes your lines you don't want that like don't ever buy a keg of green beer for your restaurant or bar it's a bad idea
2: that is a public service yes are
5: you gonna have
4: are you gonna have any leprechauns
5: Quite possibly, really,
1: yeah. Oh, Why yeah. not? I'm, I'm in.
5: Why not? You, I mean, you know, <laughs> Eric, our buddy Eric from Got You Covered is is providing the band, and you know, he, he has does. Leprechauns? He, he does have a lot of talent. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and, um, oh, I want that guy's job. <laughs> one other thing that I want to point out as well is we are going to. Um, kind of experiment a little bit with a new um, reservation and waitlist system. Um, We've had a lot of feedback that, you know, they can't call in and make reservations for like six or eight people. It's only for 10. And, you know, if they don't and they get here, there's an hour and a half wait. So there's this thing called Yelp Waitlist. And Mm -hmm. I've never been a huge fan of Yelp. And we all know why being in the restaurant business. But they do have a really um, cool new system called Waitlist. And, Um, If you decide that you want to go out and you go to Yelp and you can find the waitlist restaurants in your area (laughs) and get on their waitlist before you hit the road and go off to the restaurant. So it it keeps you updated and lets you know that your table is almost ready or it says please check in early or whatever. So um, it's pretty cool. And it'll actually – the system we're going to subscribe to – at least for the time being, is going to actually let you make an advance reservation for under 10 people. So it only will take them a week in advance, but still it's a lot more progress than we've made in the past. So I think it's a really, really good thing. And I think that once people get used to using it, and our staff does, it's, I mean, we're already busy. It's been crazy the last couple of weeks because it's so beautiful out yeah. and spring training and whatnot. So, you know, um, I, I think it's just going to benefit us even more. So. As with uh, anything,
2: just mention the Geoholics. You get right in. Oh, that's right. 75. 75. I should
5: just do that. Be like, oh, this is where the Geoholics record, so... Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. if you mention us, you get right in.
5: We <laughs> could just start drinking <laughs> it's early. This, it's yeah. like the yeah. secret passcode, right? Yeah. No What's guarantees, the secret the but...
4: Has, has there been any MLB player sightings in Social Hall?
5: Um, I don't think there's been player sightings yet. I mean, lots of fans, for sure. We know when the Cubs game lets out, it's, you know... It's it's evident. We we yeah. definitely get an influx of of guests. I mean, we and of course we had a guest. You had a guest, right, on the So mm-hmm. uh, MLB, not a player, but uh, baseball Jake. Baseball, not baseball producer Jake. Jake. Not, well,
1: and
4: uh, Larry Larry <laughs> Right. Well, Larry exactly. was Two a whole
2: Larry was a whole nother level. Yeah.
4: Anything else?
5: No, I think that's. I think that's all for now. I mean, just come on out. Enjoy the patio. It's beautiful out. Um, we're going to do a lot of graduation, high school, and college graduation parties this year. So if you haven't booked and you want to book a party here, please do so now because it's almost full. Good advice. And I just got our first holiday party to book wow. today.
4: Best voice in podcasting right there. Oh. Tell,
3: tell them about the beer selection.
2: Well,
4: Producer, an, Jake's awesome awesome producer
2: Jake's going right? to chime in here shortly, and that's a good radio voice. He does. He I a, know. Yes. He's just sitting by idly, waiting. <laughs> he's waiting to he's take over this at mic. At
1: <laughs>
2: he's like, oh, yeah, she's taking the uh, reins, but yeah. no, no, no. Teeing, this voice is up. coming on soon.
4: Yep.
3: You got to get on the uh, the old sponsorship thing there and uh, so they can buy another microphone. <laughs> <laughs> we have one. Jake. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know all going. that high-techy stuff. What is that? Like a- uh, what do you call the thing where you get the free wristband?
4: Oh, <laughs> well, that would be the uh, the fan club.
3: Yeah, but you get a name for that. What is the name for that?
4: The GoFundMe.
2: GoFundMe. There it is.
4: <laughs> you want to be a geoholic?
2: There you go. We need a hundred and fifty dollars. Exactly. We well, no, it, we need a Jake Mike.
4: Yeah, Ryan said that if somebody donates a hundred bucks, he will personally deliver ten wristbands. Isn't he going to Nashville?
2: I know there was a lady from Alabama. <laughs> Thank God did you not go. buy You know, 10. I could have
5: somebody from Austria order them. I wow. met someone last weekend whose daughter um, is kind of loosely tied to the geomatics field, and she lives and works in Austria. So I gave her the Geoholics wristband oh I had goodness. on to give to her daughter the next time she sees her.
4: That would be all our budget right now. I'm going to be so, so out money. The
2: travelers.
5: Do, do you have a passport?
2: My passport. Do you have no, a passport? No. What? I, I, have, wait, I, have have my, I have my one for, like, just... Driver's license? No. Like. I do you I have,
3: have the card to, that you can go
5: back and forth to Mexico? Nothing. What? Uh, yes, I
2: God, do have the card for, like, you? cruises. Where do you live? When when you take the cruise to Mexico, yeah. I, I, I have that card. I don't have a passport. Do you have your green card? I'm not leaving that coronavirus. Do, I was just going to say, do you have your mask? No, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm staying so, right in my house. I don't know house. if you
5: saw today. Um, so, the owner of Social Hall was flying back to Seattle where his other restaurant is and um, he posted something from the airport. He's like, my new hobby is going to be going to the airport and coughing in the waiting area. Oh my we, and next like, to people, Next with to people down. with masks yeah. on. And yeah. he said, they were all going to Washington. You know, they're all going to <laughs> Seattle so everybody's flipped out and he actually just, uh, he, he let us know that, you know, there was a, some... Serious cancellations at their place hmm. because of coronavirus oh, no. in the last couple of days of like big events that they were supposed to have. <gasps> we're
4: going to go into more detail about that here Holy in just cow. a second. That's
2: that's called a safety share. That way, yeah, we're mm-hmm. not there yet. Sorry, uh-huh. sorry, uh, yeah. whoa, sorry whoa, dude, whoa, I might whoa. have jumped ahead. Way to jump oh. the gun. Yeah. Slow it down. It I, didn't, I didn't
5: read the script for tonight, so I don't know that there that's... There is no script
3: in the okay. show. <laughs> are you kidding? I got like six pages, like <laughs> an hour before Brian's the thing starts. Up.
5: <laughs> it's just a guide. It's not a script. It's just a guide to guide you through and make sure you don't get too much off track. Right okay. Uh, okay. Are you done? Speaking of which,
2: Let's hear it for Social Hall. In thank the you so much. amazing food
4: yay. and
5: beer. Yay. Studio One. And Mike one, going yay. to Seattle. Oh,
4: studio,
2: studio One is incredible. It is indeed. Now just hand the mic over to Jake. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm getting the desk there. I'm going to look the other way, boys. We should have this All on
1: right, video. So
4: how is everybody else? <laughs> All right. Thank you, Megan. Yes, thank the you, best, Megan. Lovely Please, Megan. We, we appreciate your time and, uh, and your lovely voice. We'll see you at home. <laughs>
2: Lovey dear, that's what he was saying.
4: (laughs) All right, with that, my goodness, that drug on Jesus. Uh, Let's catch up with the boys Uh, as soon as she leaves. You say that, producer Jake. (laughs) Producer Jake, how's uh, it going, guys? I know you've got some exciting news for us.
6: Yep, big milestone for the geoholics here. About what? It's been six months, a little bit over six months. 7,000 total download where's, listeners. Where's the sound so. effect? <laughs> yeah, we
2: might,
6: have to, we might have to add that in post-production, but that's a huge milestone, so we are keep chugging on. I forget, what was our end-of-year goal? This year? Yeah. 100,000.
4: No, 10,000. Oh, we're going to crush <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. We're going
6: to have to <laughs> scoot the the, the, the it, scoring we're gonna, uh, March
2: March 3rd, we're at 7,000? Yeah. yeah.
6: We're going to have to double that goal. Okay. We've got 10 months. 20,000, 20,000 20, 20, put in the All books, right. but I'm going to jump the gun just a little bit too on the safety share just really quick. And we can talk about this a little bit more, yep. but I think this is the first time. Cause I, I guess maybe the, the H1N1 thing, I'm not sure. I wasn't really old enough to like uh, <laughs> know what was going on there. <laughs> I'm a young man, but I went to, I'm going to be traveling here soon. So I went to the store to just pick up like some travel supplies and everything. And this is like, I went in and People are like stockpiling. Like, you, you can't fan, find hand sanitizers anywhere, like in the valley. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah. so this is like. That I don't was
3: know. at Home Depot and you can't get N95 dust masks. Yeah, they're really? all wiped That's, out. That
2: just says something, right? And the, like the 99 Social, masks are yeah. like 160 so, bucks for four of them.
6: I mean, people are panicking. This is the first time I've ever seen something like this where people are like buying like water. And, and I guess now it's here we what We had our second case confirmed today out from out here in like Goodyear. So, yeah, pretty scary. That's, this is the, the first time that,
4: uh, that's the it, West Valley. Who cares about the West Valley? And you're yeah. gonna hop on an airplane. With I that know contained that's air. That's what I'm saying. Yeah,
6: you open up that that
2: that not air n- and just have it blasting directly on you.
6: Yeah, not the greatest timing, but maybe we can time it right to where we get out, enjoy ourselves on a trip, and then come back, and then things get happen. But I am like, what if I like leave and like cities get like quarantined? Can you imagine if I get stuck? In Chicago. And I, mean, I can't come back? The yeah. are done until he gets back. <laughs> yeah. I have to remote in.
4: <laughs> thank, thank God we recorded an extra episode.
6: Yeah, <laughs>
2: We're out of luck until Jake gets back here. <laughs> Crazy stuff. Really? I know we're going
6: to talk about it more, but I just wanted to, right to put that in there. That, good stuff.
2: Well, I'm just going to throw it out there. I've already told the lovely Gary, if I die, I die. What are you going to do? I, where is like, the, why why are you like, talking like about like this that? coronavirus where are you going? and all this stuff and like he's ready to roll over There's with our child with shoots. my wife with me I'm like if we die we die what are you going to do what are we going to live you in fear
4: only worry about what you can control
2: Yeah exactly right? that's where I'm that's where I'm living at right now if you die you die it's going to happen one way or another we're all going to be good or we're all going to die one way or the other
4: I suppose that's one way of looking at it.
2: I may die, but as long as Hudson carries on the bloodline, he's going to be like the next genius president, all that good stuff. He'll find uh, out
3: all those secrets about Area 51. Yes, yes, yeah. as
2: Jake said. Yeah. Day one, he's going to get in there and find <laughs> that out. He's going to call Jake and tell him, and then he's going to uh, resign. I out resign
3: before you impeach me.
0: Yes, exactly.
3: Right. Well, He's going to he's going to do forever. something
2: wrong before he gets like impeached or something like that. No, but, no, no, no. no. Uh, it, as that's long as he makes point. a ton of dough. And do, doing something wrong but i personally i i just don't get this whole panic over the coronavirus i what what are we what are we going to talk about on the safety so show let, let, let me let's go to ask that this. okay
4: on. you're not you're not panicking now mm-hmm. and I, i'm gonna say boat i'm not panicking right now but mm. w- at what point would you panic or would you never panic
2: I, if i'm gonna die i'm gonna die you would never panic. It, it's that easy. Like well, that's I, you. But I then, like, had my small panic attack, and my wife said, shut up, move on. Yeah. And now I'm like, all right. If it if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. But I'm surprised. the lovely more, Carrie... I'm worried about Hudson more. Yeah, than right. Myself. Okay, that's where
4: I was gonna go. I'm yeah. surprised the lovely Carrie, being a teacher, mm-hmm. I mean, she's exposed to germs. Oh gosh, you know, Every all the time. Well, her that just boosts her immune system. Yeah, she, yeah.
6: she is like a, a rock. On you the could inject system. Ebola into her, and she'd probably be fine. Oh her yeah. immune system you, would you, fight you, it off.
2: Put, you put that H1N1 uh, right over into over her. She's fine. No, I, me personally, I am the sissy. I'm always sick. As I'll never admit it. I'm never going to admit I'm sick. I'm going to say I'm fine no matter what. But uh, with her, she's going to be tough. She'll be like, oh, I'm sick. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom. A, a ton of bricks hit her. She's down for the count. Hudson may get that. If he does, he does. He's he's a kid. He's got, no a, fight he, it off. He's got a tough immune system. I, I believe in the two of them. Realistically, of the three of us on the weak link. So
4: I got a, I got That's, a decent uh, life
2: insurance policy. They'll be <laughs> taken care of financially. Other than that, whatever. If I die, I die.
4: <laughs> That's big of you to admit.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, can, I can admit that. <laughs> They're the responsible ones. My six-year-old's more responsible than me. <laughs> uh, can confirm. Yes. Yeah, you've met him. <laughs> We went on a, a school field trip to the uh, zoo, and one of the other parents was commenting on how he reads the sign so well. And I'm like, yep, can confirm. All the wife's doing. Yep. Not my doing. So. What was your
6: favorite animal?
2: Personally, I love the tigers. Yeah, I, I like that they keep them separate. The male and the female have to be separated by a fence because they would just get after each other that much and I'm like sometimes I feel that way <laughs> I need a fence in between <laughs> us <laughs> I can relate <laughs> but other than that like obviously the the elephants come on they're they're like us What about the drops? they have, nah, You eh. can feed them can't you eh. Yeah you can not when you have a not when you have a uh, school field trip Oh you can't you cannot pay or do anything with the group of kids that you have unless you confirm that the entire class does that. We gotta keep it all equal, boys.
4: Interesting. Yeah. Do no, they get no, the new Rhino
2: yet? They do have their new Rhino. The old one that had like the, the wonky ear died. Oh my god. <laughs> don't, not, don't that bring it down. This, not that I've been not oh, that I've been to the man. zoo way too many times. How do you know
4: about this? stuff? I've been to the zoo like a thousand times. We the, had the, the rhino lizard. with the wonky.
2: Ear. Yeah, he had he had one small ear and one regular one. He died. I got a rhino story for you. Oh my goodness! Go and like rhino. Oh, I saw the picture. Is all right, go ahead. Go
1: ahead. Right, go ahead. Right,
4: right. All right. First of all, a couple things. The lovely Megan and I have started uh, intermittent fasting, so I have this window of which I can eat, and I'm in that window right now, so I'm freaking hungry as hell and there's doesn't nothing here beer. what's that
3: it doesn't include beer
4: yeah it does oh it does yeah yeah it does yeah oh, now i get the window in reference in that window. so my window is three to nine um and honestly in a two days i swear to god i lost seven pounds in two days it happens it's crazy i'm looking i'm like where? where so you haven't eaten yet today uh, well no i, I had like uh oh, like a protein bar and an apple at three like, so, right yeah, when so the I'm clock starving. struck three. Oh, God, yeah. Like, immediately. He's getting back to Delphi Dilf status. And they're talking about hunger pangs. Pangs? I always thought it was hun- hunger pains. Pangs. But it's a pain. P-A-N-G? Yes. Yeah, What, is, what is it? Mm. It's, it's like, oh, like when your stomach's so rumbling or whatever. Mm. I have no idea. I don't know what a pain. is. It's a tum is, rums. But, uh, my rhino story is as follows. Went to the... Uh,
0: my went, goodness. Went to the,
4: went to the Cubs game on Sunday... And before the game, the lovely Megan and I are hanging out. You know where all the players and so on and so forth kind of walk by, and uh, sure enough, here comes here comes Ryan Sandberg.
2: That guy was the bane of my existence as a child. I'm sorry. You know why? What? Ryan. Yeah. What's that name sound like?
4: Like I don't Ryan.
2: Know. Yeah. Everybody was like, "Oh, you're Ryan." I'm like, "No." Did he that really? That guy's a weirdo. Yeah. Weirdo. He has a
4: he has the odd name. I have the normal name. <laughs> it is it is a weird name, but there would never have been a rhino. Wow. in chicago it wasn't exactly so anyways he was super cool comes up and i'm like hey Ryan, you know can i get a, get a picture and uh he comes over and i mean megan the loving megan's gonna kill me for sharing this but i'm like G- you know get a picture of ryan and i and of course she gets her phone up and she it's like it's stuck on video so she's like video and i'm like just take a picture and ryan's like you gotta be ready man you gotta be ready <laughs> like, jesus so she got a video and she's able to like snap a picture from the video, and it worked out just fine. But it was pretty cool, pretty cool. I can confirm
2: I've seen the picture. It's fantastic. We may have to put it out on social media.
4: Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do that. And the cat's out of the bag, and by the time this episode is released, Jake will be on his, his, uh, his trip, which is supposed to be a surprise for my oldest daughter, McKenna, for her birthday. She turns 24 on Saturday, and you guys are jetting out of town Saturday morning to go to Chicago for a few days. McKenna really does. She doesn't really know the details at this point, but I'm sure it's going to be an amazing trip. I want to give a shout out to McKenna. Happy birthday. I love you. Another one of my uh, amazing daughters that, uh, you know, the sky's the limit for this kid as well. And I can't wait to see uh, uh, how successful she ultimately is going to be. Did Dr.
2: Will put this together?
4: Put what? Yeah. This whole trip? Yeah. Yeah. And and Jake and. We've uh, had a plan for kind of a while, actually. All right. Yep. Well, hey,
2: it's a family affair. It's
4: going to be exciting. So. It's a good travel group. Uh, but yeah, Oh, God, yeah. These guys have been traveling like-
2: And this is long. why I was not invited. <laughs> it's a good <laughs> travel group.
4: <laughs> and uh, what else? I just want to say, hey, I'm proud of you guys, man. Like Jake said, Seven thousand months, 7,000 downloads. I mean, come on. We're can doing we all, something can right. Can we all
2: just do this right now? A little yep, pat on the back. Yeah, little
4: pat on the back, little pat on the back. Oh. On the back but uh, I mean- you know, I posted it on Facebook when I saw it. I took like a little little screenshot of the 7,000 number and posted it up there. I'm just like, hey, you know, it was a leap of faith. You know, I mean, this is something we talked about and we did it. And here we are six months in, 7,000 downloads. And I, uh, I'm, I'm humbled and I'm just really proud of you guys. And, and thanks for coming on this journey.
2: I feel like the two of us are just, Chatting along, and it's all on Jake at this point. He oh, come on. It sound good, yeah. <laughs> if it weren't for him, it would not happen. Ultimately. I know we've said that several times, and another 10,000% raise. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
4: <laughs> so, um, what else? Now there's we get to else. the safety oh, share. There's something else I want to mention. Oh boy, um, we're we're in conference season right now, as far oh as boy. surveying conference goes, and we are actually going to be at the Tri-State Conference at the end of March mm-hmm. in Vegas. So mm-hmm. we're going to be there. I mean, creating all kinds of shenanigans. We're we're sponsoring a hole at the golf outing on Friday. So anybody that's there, you know, we're going to be out there giving away some swag and just. APLS like idiots, NALS,
0: NALS ELSA. Yep,
2: yep. And we're, then we're going to be there for the weekend, so
4: it's going to be a great weekend. We're going to get some great content, and let's move on to the safety shit. Let's,
2: let's catch Jake on the Strip. You What's want that? What? Jake on the Strip in Vegas. Oh, Jake on the Strip. Yeah, be there. he's yeah. going to be interviewing people. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. yeah we all will. It'll Man on the
2: street. No, no, no. We will, we want Jake to get out there. Just he wants Jake. to be a face of the people. Just sure,
1: Jake. gladly.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you to do like a live cast
4: or something. Yeah. Oh, we're going to. We're going to. We're going to have a video. We're going to be like, ask us, you know. Whatever you know, ask a geoholic or whatever. Like, what, what does a land surveyor do and see what people say? It's going to be funny as hell.
2: I guarantee you if we ask a hundred people, what is a land surveyor? Yeah. What are we going to get? Two people that know what it is? Oh, there's and those yeah, will yeah, there be the some people characters. that happen to be there for the conference. Yeah. you got
3: to ask people what the oldest profession is. That's what you gotta ask yeah. Oh, boy. Because exactly. it's surveying, right? Now we're going deep.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. The safety apparel safety share tonight. Um, first of all, a little bit about safety apparel. Matthew Stansberry and his team, they've got, they develop some of the best safety vests in the business. Uh, my guys wear them, and they have for, uh, gosh, gosh, two years, I think. And they are. By far, the best quality safety vest that you're going to find. So check them out at safetyapparel.us. We're doing something a little bit different tonight. Our uh, our guest this evening, this is a little premature, but our guest this evening is Brian Fisher. And Brian made a special request that he wanted to do the safety share this evening. So, Brian?
3: Okay, so uh, my safety share is the website, ready.gov. And it's not that I'm doing this because the whole COVID-19 thing is like hot in the news right now. It's just a, it's a good idea to have your house in order, and uh, hmm. like a, a catchphrase that I found in in doing a lot of different research on this is, uh, citizen preparedness is national preparedness, and I'm definitely a patriot, and I am very proud of this country, and I think that just having your house in order is important. So like like uh, Ryan said earlier, he's like, hey, if I die, I die, which is true. I mean, you never know what happens in life, but maybe this is more like a Dave Ramsey thing than it is, a you know, ready.gov. But, like, you get on there. Like, some of the stuff that you do is, uh, you know, have all your paperwork in order. Have your insurance in order. Have your, yeah. like, you know, who are you going to call if there's an emergency? You know, do you have a phone contact list? There's a lot of things. It's not just about, like, buying, like, the latest AR-15, uh, you know, and having lots <laughs> of ammo on hand. Actually, they don't recommend that. But um, hmm. not that they don't say not to do it. But, hey, I like guns. but. <laughs> but we can't talk about politics right anyway. So, uh, (laughs) so ready.gov, check it out. Uh, there's just like a little quick thing that talks about, you know, having some emergency supplies on hand, you know, like, you know, given this current thing, I would say, what would you do if you got quarantined for two weeks and you're stuck in your house? You know, maybe you want to have a couple of extra cans of soup on hand, you know, it's like, maybe you want to have a couple of bottles of water, you know, it's not go out and get crazy and, Stockpile for the you know Armageddon or something like that. It's just like you know be responsible, be ready, and you know be a good citizen. So yeah. there you have
1: it.
4: Yeah, oh. no, it's a good good suggestion. A uh, great website. I Checked it out today. As a matter of fact, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. You know, I wasn't even really aware of it. You know, um, but I mean, I, I feel like I work with a lot of intelligent people, and it's amazing to me when I'm talking to these people how many of them have like gone out of their way bought like two cases of mac and cheese or some cases of ramen noodles or extra cases of water or something like that you know just in case it does come down to a quarantine type type Mm -hmm. deal you know so
3: yeah costco like for 12 dollars, you know you can get four cases of water Mm -hmm. you know it's just we live in a desert i mean come on you know it's like you can't think of a reason i have to have four cases of water on hand you know just in case you know it's, it's cheap it's easy yep If you don't want it in three months then give it to the yeah, you know the, the the give the water bottles to the homeless people. I mean, you can donate it away. Yeah, so exactly,
4: it
1: yeah. gets
2: hotter here eventually.
4: So Ryan, you can buy all that stuff, and then if we get quarantined, you don't get any of it.
2: That's fine. I, honestly, when he said quarantine for two weeks, I'm like, I would sleep so much. <laughs> I would just sleep <laughs> that two weeks away. You're you're like, sorry, my router's uh, offline. I can't, yeah, I can't dial I, in. I don't I know what happened. I can already happen. feel like just oh. <laughs> uh, just drifting off yeah. into sleep. I can hear Hudson waking me up at five in the morning, but I'm like, no, what? we're quarantined. Go back to bed. Why did the
4: cartoon character Garfield just come to mind?
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, lasagna in sleep. Yeah, that's Which, my life. A frozen lasagna. Yeah, and then, watched... yeah. Yeah. And then watching sport. TV. TV. Lasagna and sleep done. <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. Field lives the dream.
4: Oh my god! So I'll funny. just call
2: Carrie John for a couple weeks. <laughs> That's your dad's name.
4: Done. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, the the voice that you guys have been hearing, and we haven't given him a chance to introduce him, well, us to introduce him. Well, is on, uh, on, hold on, hold yeah, on. you got We got to
2: we got to just at least mention yeah. safetyapparel.us. Yeah, I did. That's where we get it. And yeah. what's it called?
4: The the party chief. The there we
2: go. <laughs> You didn't mention the that earlier. The party chief vest, I'm sorry. You didn't
4: mention the name. Look at that's you. That's all. Look at you. That, hey. that cost extra, buddy.
2: I know. <laughs> Matthew, Matthew Stansbury is going to be paying me extra.
4: <laughs> you guys got like a side deal going on yeah, here?
2: Yeah, Why? yeah, yeah. You don't know anything about that. Oh, Never mind. Right, Jake and I got that worked out. <laughs> <laughs>
4: so, anyways, our guest tonight is Brian Fisher. Brian, first of all, thank you for being here. Appreciate you, having me. Appreciate your input already. You've yes, already you have already added value to share. this episode, And Just because I am a loudmouth. And and Brian, so just let's let's do. First of all, the the bio, bio info that Brian provided was like, oh my god, you know, a Did lot of stuff. There's do we a have lot here. A few here. weeks here. There's a lot here. This might require an invite back. We'll see. <laughs> I hope but, so. Uh, <laughs> a good good beer here. <laughs> yeah. So you so, had me at half a bison. So Brian was uh, born and uh, basically raised in Arizona, although it sounds like you spent some time all over the place for the Everywhere. most part. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get into that just a little bit. And you do have a degree from Phoenix College. You got the land surveying uh, degree, right? That was in the first uh, your graduating first class? class. Were you really? Yeah, and then you and, uh, went back to Michael you, Gatewood. You taught guys. there,
3: right? As well? That's a whole story. That's a whole separate in story? A story? In and of itself, <laughs> yeah. I could teach there because I was an L.S. Uh-huh. And then I graduated after I had my LS. Okay. So the whole continuing ed thing, I guess. Or, yep. You know, it's uh yeah. so mm-hmm. I had I had my my LS before I had my degree. Gotcha. With gotcha. this
2: guy's detailed uh, information, he yeah. did say he had a 3.83 GPA. I just copied it off. Uh, that's I'm, that's I'm, pretty precise. I'm Pretty sure mine was exactly the same what? from they, ASU. They gave yeah. me a, a white rope when I graduated. I, could,
3: I you know they were handing me all the stuff. You know, like here, here's your little white rope. I'm like. What is this? They're like, oh, you're graduating with honors. I was like, no kidding.
2: It's the only thing you get free from college. Yeah, there you go. They give it to you. I had a maroon and gold from ASU. I had a 3.83.
4: In Ryan's case, it was on a five scale, though.
2: Uh no, it was after <laughs> fifteen years. <laughs> it took me <you> fifteen <laughs> I, to get a two year degree. Figure <laughs> that one out. It was a four year degree and no, it was twelve years, so oh, not yeah. not terrible.
3: Not
4: too bad.
2: Yeah. You get that whole academic renewal thing. Not too bad. They let you start over.
4: So let's skim through some of the stuff. Um we can we can circle back on some of it. But um so Brian this guy, I don't know how you have time to do anything else, but he's, his hobbies include photography and cooking and baking and four-by-fouring and hiking, camping, road tripping with his family, reading, reading, reading. What else is there?
3: A lot of volunteering. I think that's important. A lot of volunteering? Yep. Yeah. Being a professional. I think you need to yep. – um, being involved in your, in your associations and giving back is very important.
4: What's the wheels without waste?
3: Oh, uh, Powwow. I don't like the name, but I I think it's horrible marketing. But P-O-W-W-O-W. So Produce on Wheels Uh Without Waste. Um, Okay. Otherwise known as Borderlands Food Bank. Great program, just not a really catchy name. But Uh um, essentially, the Port Nogales has a huge amount of fresh produce that comes across from Mexico into the United States and Canada. Okay. And if the stores don't order it, it just sits there and rots and eventually ends up in a landfill. So the um, food bank that we work with down there uh, has all sorts of broker deals that they have and they can rescue the produce right before it goes bad and distribute it. So in a nutshell, you pay a donation. Um, I think right now it's $12 and then you get 70 pounds, which is like picture like a giant cooler full. That's what 70 pounds is. It's like four cubic feet or actually it's almost like five cubic feet of, of food. And it's just a. Complete smorgasbord, I always say it's a blessing, whatever we end up getting. Sometimes it's cucumbers, carrots, lots of bell peppers, you name it, everything. Um, That they grow in Mexico. Apples, those are Washington. Potatoes, that's uh, Idaho. Mm -hmm. But uh, anything that they're they're growing down south and sending up up here, we we get our hands on. Then we have these distribution sites where it's kind of like a farmer's market. Um, I'm running one in a week, I think. Um, where I show up at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning, the big tractor trailer shows up, get about 10, 12 pallets of food, thousands of pounds, and in all of that, four hours, it's gone.
4: Because
3: you have hundreds of people that come through the line, and um, and they just take it. It's amazing. And it helps the community. Yeah, It's and, a neat little ministry. You do
4: these, like, all over the valley, right?
3: Uh, that program does it all over Phoenix, and there's something up in Tucson, plus they go national because they've got different uh, distributions that they do with the trucks to other Mm -hmm. other states but i'm not involved in that level i just the the involvement i have is like on a local site here in phoenix uh it's at my church and um we do it once a month during the growing season which is nominally trying to think when they start um starts around october november and then ends like may june there's some summer things that go on too but um usually that it's so much less food coming across that it kind of folds down at a fewer sites so I don't do it in the summer but
1: yeah
2: it's too hot for that yeah
3: that too I mean it's hard to sell <laughs> the stuff when it's like 109 at sunrise but you know it's, yeah,
4: and anybody can do that right anybody can pay the 12 bucks and get this oh yeah no it's for, it's yeah. just totally
3: open to anybody that, yeah. that wants to come through and do it and
2: Locally, there's one off up, off up, uh, northern. ASU's I pass got it one. all the time. Yeah, it. it's the, like twelve. Yeah, like you said, like twelve pounds, seventy bucks, or whatever, seven pound, twelve dollars. It's ridiculously cheap. I see it.
3: Yeah, mine's a uh, thirty second street and Thunderbird. So okay, yeah, now to.
2: you with the read, read, read. Do you have a favorite novel? I don't read a lot of fiction.
3: I mean, I, like I, you know, read Clancy and like Orson Scott Card. That was the sci fi kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I. You know, I knew you guys were going to do this. I was going to like prepare. Even nonfiction, you can tell what's us your a favorite. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Do I have like an actual favorite book? Ah, um, oh, that's a stretch. I'd have. I've i read thousands and thousands. Land and Surveyor's thousands. Handbook. No, I mean I've got like hundreds of <laughs> survey books, but um, I don't know. I just I like I read incessantly. I just you know yeah. always have something.
4: Mm-hmm. What's your? You mentioned Netflix. What's your uh, What's your guilty pleasure on Netflix?
3: Ooh. I don't know. I'm watching. Uh, what is it? Lost in space right now. I haven't finished it though.
4: Oh yeah,
2: like the old school
4: show. No,
3: they got a new one. But it was redone. Oh, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, don't I, know. Anyone, yeah.
2: I am lost. I in space. In space. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You beat me to it. <laughs> I, I got nothing on that one.
3: No, we're watching. Uh, what's that? That spinoff of Breaking Bad. The wife and I were watching that. Oh, we watched all of Breaking Bad and, and uh, Better Call All.
1: all. Yeah,
4: yeah, that's good.
3: We're watching that one. And yep. Yep. I don't really watch a lot of TV. I binge watch, but I don't like. I'm not like yeah. a serial television kind of person. Right. Like I might go six months without even sitting in front of that kind of screen. Yep. But but yeah, I it.
2: can't. I can't go a day without watching hours of television. Personally, like
3: I can't go hours <laughs> without reading something. Probably.
4: Yeah, that's uh, interesting.
2: Whew. you you would get along well with a lovely carrie <laughs> she's a, a full-time reader and i am watching impractical jokers <laughs> my kids uh, watch that non yeah. nonstop. i could probably quote every uh, episode of that show
4: that's awesome uh let's move along here a little bit so brian of course he's uh y- you've had a number of articles published and things like that what uh, tell us let's see what's the one here that really caught my eye here Oh, well, the presentation, I've seen this one done before, the death is in the details, truth about RTK localizations.
3: That was the best, worst presentation I ever gave.
4: Really? Well, no, it
3: was was ACSM, back when ACSM was Uh there. I had, like, a 500-person audience. It was awesome. But, like, I don't know. I completely screwed up. I thought it was, like, a three-hour presentation. Or maybe I thought it was a four-hour, and it ended up being an hour. (laughs) And it's, like, the rule of thumb (laughs) is one slide per minute. You know, so it's, like, here I'm, like, oh, this, you know, like, I came – you know, loaded yeah. for four hours. I thought it was a half-day presentation. I was like, Oh, right. "This is really gonna suck," but yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna to pass, try to right. condense it. And you know, you know, you know how like yeah, those that know me know I talk fast. But um, yeah. yeah, it was absurd. Gotcha. Yeah. And I, I do
4: want to mention, shameless plug, for uh, United Surveyors of Arizona, Brian was just awarded the uh, 2019 Life Membership. So, hi
3: Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like, you know, when they gave Barack Obama that uh, 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 Nobel Prize, like right when he became president, right. it's like, you haven't done anything yet. It's like, it's like <laughs> I'm not done yet. Why are you giving, me a, a yeah. so, are you giving me a You've done a lot. He's humble membership? on top yeah. of everything else. Well, to give the yeah.
2: shameless plug, Brian Dalger from McDot was the man that recommended yeah. you and uh, you were... You were voted among your peers. Absolutely. No, that's I, I. totally appreciate it. I
3: think it's awesome. I am not even remotely close to being finished with uh, what I have to contribute. So uh, no, it's it's a great honor and it's really cool. I got like you know place of prominence on my desk. It's super cool trophy. So hold on,
4: yeah. I was just gonna ask you before, and you can be totally honest. What did you think of the trophy? Was it cool?
3: I like it because it's a globe.
4: Yeah, you know the <laughs>
3: whole round world yeah. thing. It makes Any sense yeah it yeah. was like it was very apropos was yeah, like, yeah. Flatter,
2: he, he flatter. measures it from day to day he's like oh what's the distance from here to here <laughs> See how elliptical <laughs> this thing
3: is uh
4: let's see a number of things here i would like to talk about but let's skip down to this one so you've been in the southern tip of a few places talk about that
3: uh, that was like it was started out being totally by accident because like i was in florida and i was in key west and the, that's the southern tip of north america is down in key west even though there's like a big um monolith thing that's there but the air base which is military and can't get on it is like actually further south but like all the tourists go there and they take a picture it's a kind of you know cheeky little destination you know before geocaching i guess you know yeah. it's like um and then i went to africa and um i was in south africa so i that's a whole nother long story i was there for like five or six weeks and um toured around all over the place but uh one of the places i went was cape gillis which is the southern tip of africa yeah. and that's kind of neat because you get to see where the indian and the uh, uh atlantic come together and it's you can just see the variation in salinity and everything I mean, it's just like two totally different currents coming together and it's like it's kind of a trip yeah um you know it's very reverent if you like you know things geological and mm-hmm. geographic uh and then so but that was you know also kind of sorted by accident but then it was like i was hooked you know it's like okay this is a theme and then i went to australia my sister was down there um living at the time and and so i came for a visit so um and again i was there for like a number of weeks and uh i broke off from the little family group and went hiking by myself in a beautiful national park called wilson's promontory and that is the southern tip of the continent not including tasmania because tasmania is this you know whatever you want to call it island off the side so that was a multi-day, many, many, many mile. I think it was like fifty or sixty miles or something. I did in like, you know a handful of days. Uh, but that one was on purpose because like I was like, oh, well, I already bagged Africa. Yeah, got to do go Australia. <laughs> yeah. you know, so it was like, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of fun. Yeah. Something some unique world travel is definitely something that's uh, puts you in perspective. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So you've been surveying
4: since '96. What was your first survey gig?
3: Um. Well, it was Collins Pino, it was the company I was working for. Um, Navy friend, because I was a CB, uh back in the day, uh, construction battalion. For those that don't know what that is, and I, um, so Art was, uh, he was an actual surveyor in the CBs. I was a construction guy. I was builders, by MOS. Uh, so I did like carpentry and framing, you know, uh, masonry, roofing, sheetrock, that kind of stuff, painting, you know, all those types of things. Um, but we're working on a project and and a lot of times you'd go out in these small groups. So before there's a wall to build, you got to lay it out. So I'm working with art and, you know, I know my math and he was like really impressed that I could like lay things out. We did a couple more projects together uh, and they offered me a job. So, uh, oh, and that first job I did, what was it? It was a super fun project. Those of you who know what super funds are, you know, big industrial waste problems that get remediated. Uh, it was the 19th Avenue Landfill hmm. down on 19th Avenue of the Salt River. Oh, wow. And I worked on that one for almost a year. Um, just huge earthwork project. Lots and lots and lots of, uh, staking. Robotic total stations were just coming online. I was, like, uh, I was working for the, the, um, the QAQC engineering side. Uh, and then there was a cons- uh, contractor, I think it was Q at the time. And, uh, you know, they were just starting to roll out robots. But I'm out there with my old Set 3E. You know, that old Sokia, and, and like when that thing would go into the shop, then we get the, oh, I can't remember what the heck the, the Adelaide was, but it had a Leitz red Ooh. top mount that was yeah. <laughs> stuck on top yep. of the thing, you know, it was like, and you know, getting back to the old, you know, non-coaxial EDM days, but um, throwing out some neat survey terms. But um, yeah, that was my sort of first gig, and um, I we went through a lot of party chiefs on that job. It was like Art was out there first, but he was he was like already transitioning to the office. He just got his LS, uh, so he's transitioning into the office as more like managerial, project management kind of stuff. And they hired another party chief, and then he lasted for a while, not not too long, a couple, few weeks. And then then they hired another one, and, you know, I'm just the gunner guy. Um, and, and it was like after about the third or fourth party chief on that, it was like I already knew all the contacts. And, and then the last guy they hired. Um, he didn't want to go into the office. So he just sent me into the office. So it was like, I, I wasn't a party chief necessarily yet, but I mean, it was like, I was doing all the interacting with all the clients and getting the job and I was doing all the downloading and I was going to some meetings, you know, and, and um, pretty much like within a, you know, about a one year span, I went from being not entirely green cause I have a pretty substantial math background, but I mean, it was like, um, learned all the instrumentation. I started learning how to do a control, um, you know, or just, you know, decomposed, balanced traversing, you know, that type of thing. And um, and that pretty much put me into, you know, chiefing because I was doing more and more and more calcs. So the chief that I was working with at the time uh, just let me, you know, he's just like, here, try this, see if you can do it. And I was like, I could do it. So he'd give me another thing to do. And I just kept doing more and more. And, and then the next job I had was a solid party chief job. And then that turned into I was a field manager. So it's like I trained all the crews and, you know, just like I just shot up through the ranks. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. So
4: yep, and uh, so your current full time gig is you're a land surveyor at the Central Arizona Project. Yep, and you're also the Arizona State Geodetic Coordinator. I am, and what you put here, assistant to the regional geodetic advisor, not the assistant regional. <laughs> advisor. You ever see From the office? Yeah, yeah, the office. Dwight shrewd assistant
3: Yeah, I'm knew. Dwight Schrute. That's great. pretty much I Was like exactly yeah, I was. Bill Stones, our uh, actual federal employee. Um, and he's our Southwest regional advisor. because yes. when Dave Minkle retired, or he was getting ready to retire, those of you who remember Dave Minkle, yep. our Arizona geodetic coordinator, or not geodetic coordinator, geodetic advisor, uh, right before he he retired, they you know kind of started a new program. And um, so he was the Western Southwest regional, and then Bill Stone was the Eastern Southwest regional, and then <laughs> Dave retired, and then Bill just became the regional advisor. Yeah. And then they added colorado and then they took it away and added utah and i don't know it's, it's kind of you know the map has moved around a bunch over the years yeah. but um i think they're down to about like 12 or 15 uh, geodetic advisors now and a lot of state coordinators so it's just kind of like trading or, or pushing that off to the states to do their own thing it's a volunteer position i don't get a single dime or any budget for that matter yeah um but i have a gracious employer that um you know does allow you know some right. amount of time that you know for me to de- dedicate sure. to that but most of it's just on my own
4: time i mean and it's a voluntary position right yeah it's
3: uh i don't know i mean it's it's not like anything that's like ratified by the government you know, it's mm-hmm. not like a foos is the governor actually blesses that position yeah. It's just uh um i think they want you to be some sort of state level something something i work for a water district mm-hmm. those international types might not know what that is but um it's kind of akin to a county is like how I look at a water district. That's sort of what it is. We have an elected board. Um,
4: mm-hmm.
3: So it's government-like, e I guess, even though my email is .com. But yep. Go figure that one out. I don't know.
1: Yep. yep. So, yep. Gotcha.
2: I can personally thank this guy for my four showers a day. That's all I know. I don't all know how this, to I don't All know this water that. in the desert.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Dude, I like if that. you want to take a sniff, What's go the It smells fantastic. <laughs> I promise you. I've been out in the but, field all day. I changed my socks. Yes, I, <laughs> I can
2: confirm I saw it in the parking lot. <laughs> but, but, I've had the, I've
3: uh, had these socks on since like 4 o'clock this morning. That's what he said. Now I'm like, like,
2: yeah, I was still sleeping. <laughs> I heard my neighbor moving his trash can it's at 4 o'clock day. this morning. I drove
3: 400 miles. Today? He, was he was at, at like state, the border yeah.
2: of the state and
3: that's then he came back. Well, yep. I went all the way out to the Colorado River. That's yeah. crazy. Well, thanks for
4: being here
2: again. <laughs> yeah, no, <that's laughs> awesome. I drove all the way from Gilbert to Tempe. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> really so, worked hard.
4: Let, let's kind of get into the meat of this. Um, being the state geode- geodetic advisor, um, you know, the, big, the biggest thing. Assistant, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the biggest <laughs> thing coming up, of course, is state plane coordinates 2022.
3: That's one big thing, yeah.
4: It, that's a big thing. That's a big thing, no doubt about it. To an it.
3: end user, yes. It's a big thing to an end user.
4: Yep. So, first of all, and I mean, I, I, I know the answer to a lot of these questions, but I know they're questions that a lot of people have. So, first of all, what like why are are we doing this?
3: Because technology has changed, and the tools are better, and you can measure the difference. And what I mean by that is, like, if you go to NAD 83 that's nearly a 40-year-old system. And at the, not to get too geek, but at the center of the earth, that's off by... Seven feet or six feet. Maybe it's five. Anyway, it's one point something or other meters. But um, so cell phones are almost to the point where they can measure the difference between what comes directly off of the GPS satellite or the constellations, I should say. Some of these things use more than one console, constellation. But um, a cell phone can almost measure the difference that we're currently biasing to our um, professional national datum. So that's first and foremost. I mean, it's like there's enough of a change that you can totally measure it. You need to eventually fix it. Uh, So that's one of the biggest things that they're going to fix. Plus, then there's lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of new data. Um, A lot of it is gravity. And and like um, Ryan was asking me earlier, is like, well, are they going to make their 2022 deadline? Well, the biggest thing that's holding up the whole process right now is the gravity project, which is gravity for the redefinition of the vertical datum. Um, you can get online and read all sorts of technical documents about it. But that one, they're actively gathering data with an aircraft, flying, uh, getting de- ga- gravity data. Arizona's done, so like Geoid 18 that just came out. I'm using a lot of acronyms, so I feel bad. But uh, Geoid 18 that just came out does have gravity data in it, so it's a really shit-hot Um but that project is what's holding or is targeted to complete in 2022. So as far as like that fixing the center uh, mass problem, that could be solved today. <laughs> um trying to think what other things are are going on. Oh there's a little well they pretty much already did this. You know there was a discontinuity between cores and you know what passive control but they pretty much resolved that in 2011. Um yeah. Anyway, in a nutshell, that's what it is. it's bringing the measurement frame in line with the measurement tools we use.
4: Hmm. And so right now, there's what 125 zones in the states.
3: Oh no, I don't know. I don't know that one off top. There's three in Arizona.
4: Three in Arizona. Well, six if you count now. Twenty-seven. Um, how many? Do you have any idea? Like how? Well, is that number gonna increase or decrease yes. or whatever? What it's gonna increase.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, well, a lot of states have already gotten preliminary models out. Arizona is has Arizona has a committee under the Arizona Geographic Information Council, of which I'm a co-chair on that particular work group, which is the State Planning Coordinate 2022 work group, um, and we just voted to submit our proposal to NGS to have a three-layer system, and I haven't. I I need to write an article about this to publish, and I will uh, sometime this year. Sometime, hopefully by summer. Um, So you're getting a spoiler. You know, it's like, you know, some, you know. (laughs) Um, Warning. Yeah, it it was, you know, so we'll end up going with a three-layer system. Layer zero, for lack of a better term, will be a statewide single zone. Uh, Layer one will be a contiguous, complete coverage quilt over the entire state. It's probably going to break down by county, and there's very probably going to be um, a few counties that have more than one zone. Um, as an example, Pima County has four that they've already preliminarily done previously in just LDP design, low distortion mm-hmm. projections design. And I am certain that they those will maintain. And then you get things like Cochise and Mojave. They're just enormous, and they have a massive amount of um, elevation change, topographical relief. Uh, so they probably or potentially depending on the stakeholders that uh, did have the discussions in this uh, will have more than one zone uh, just because of their sheer size and, you know, potentially things like uh, Greenlee might not have a zone to itself. It might be part of, you know, adjacent, you know, kind of, you know, et cetera. So it's like um, I haven't done a lot of hard calculations on it it's myself and Jack Avis or you know, the two principal people that are going to be doing the heavy lifting computationally on that. Um, but Probably every county is going to have at least one zone, if not a couple. Hmm. Um, Maricopa, I can already tell you, is probably going to have two, and that's SRP, MIC, um, Nation will hmm. have its own zone, and then Maricopa Greater will have its own zone. And I'm, I'm not sure, like, if you guys are familiar with the Maricopa LDP that came out in 2007, yeah. um, that was a city surprise initiative, but it you know, designed for the whole county. Um, Everything in the very south end of Maricopa County is high distortion. High distortion, but it's also gunnery range, except mm-hmm. for Ajo. Uh, You know, so it's like you know that might end, Maricopa might end up having three
4: zones. I don't know yet. So it's like
3: some of those are little ticky details. But
4: how will it um, work? Maybe maybe you don't know the answer to this. I don't know. But like in in Kentucky, there's you know whatever. I don't know how many. I think they had seven. Oh, seven.
3: I think because I saw a preliminary okay. on Kentucky. Okay. I think there were seven. Okay. That's what they ended up doing. Gotcha. Don't quote me on that, but it was it was several.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I hope everybody has their map out and they've drawn the arrows from everything he just said because <laughs> my brain is spinning right now oh yeah it's it's, <laughs> keeping track of all this you know like if you don't
3: have a mind that like thinks geographically forget it
4: so every so, state has somebody like you right
3: most I mean almost all of them I'd have to look at the map but we uh, have all the, the ones best. around us well no New Mexico doesn't to my recollection, but they've got Bill Stone. So. so, who's
4: like who's developing the different projections for each state?
3: Depends on the state. Uh, that's the beauty of our union. Um, you know, sovereignty of states. Uh, I don't. I'm not that familiar with what a lot of other states are doing. I did get some wind about New Mexico doing something through their state association. I reached out to them, but I haven't heard back from them. Um, I don't have any idea what California is doing.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I, like Oregon had already done their whole system i saw the kentucky one um it just it's a it's a smattering i mean it's like yeah
4: so all the states have to have like their individual projections done by when
3: they have to have a proposal in by the end of this month and then they got one more year to do um the final okay. and that's not a date set in stone that's just so that you can have all of the publications coincide with 2022 and I don't even know when in 2022. Let's just call it mm-hmm. the middle of the year. So if you want your state plane coordinate zones to come out at the same time you get new horizontal or geometric coordinates on all yeah. of your control stations, then those are the deadlines that NGS has put out. But the process is open. I mean, you could come back later and have more zones. You don't have to meet these deadlines. As you know, this is you know one and done. I mean, so you could do this again in the future. Hmm. oh okay but i'm trying to do it doing the deadlines because i want to have all this come out at the same time
4: yeah so i mean arizona obviously is very lucky to have somebody like you not every state you know i appreciate this guy already oh my goodness i'm happy to be
2: lost in the weeds at this point
4: yeah (laughs) so as far as like you know the different projections you know lambert and transverse and oblique are those is anything changing there are those still being no
3: by policy those have to be used so it's like you know there's there's a okay well, like I, I've seen, I saw one that was a oh, was the USGS one they used polyconic, um, you know, for all your quadrangle maps. So that probably wouldn't get approved. I haven't talked to that particular group directly necessarily, so I don't want to like say too many things. But if you have like an oddball projection or a non-conformal projection, I'm not trying to use all sorts of fancy terms, but you know, it's like the scale has to be you know equal in all directions. You know, with a good example is like, like an um, Alberts equal area. Um, the scale is dependent on the direction you're going if you go east and west it's one scale if you go north and south it's a different one so mm-hmm. and then you go at some azimuth in between then you know break your calculator out and start proportioning but mm-hmm. um, so those are non-conformal there's uh, hundreds or thousands of projections that are in the cartographic realm but they're not in the um, state plan coordinate realm or the engineering realm I guess I'll call it um you know doing capital projects where you want to have, on the uh, the the data that you're working with, you need to work with conformal projections. Um STEM Nos five is the document that you know, <laughs> we can all hear it when looking. Yes. Absolutely.
4: So, when, like when you're designing these different, is there like a published like a, uh, what, the error, the allowable error, or whatever? Or well, is there a criteria that you need to? There's to a
3: rule meet? of thumb that I'm going for, and I'm trying to remember how not to exceed forty parts per million on critical features. What that means, a part per million, uh, two parts per million is a hundredth in a mile. It's just, you know, or eighth of an inch in a mile, depending on what you you want to work in. So if you've got 40 parts per million, you know, so if it's a half a mile, you're section corner to quarter corner, now you're a tenth. So if you can, um, and you don't mind missing it by a dime and to use a different parlance, and then if we're half of that, because 80% of the time, you know, you want to, you know, you know better than that if at all possible then it's only gonna be 500s yeah you know so it's like it's almost invisible is what it do so a lot of modern equipment has full capability to last year uh chapter meeting um that like i kind of talked to everybody knows what that is and you and, and a lot of the other ones do the same thing in their algorithms or software that they all of the heavy lifting in the background and you could even be on something super high distortion to a thousand parts per million you know that's tens of feet in a mile kind of thing uh and your or you know robot whatever could be operating perfectly with your gps is you know what that boils down to so it is possible but if you don't have that kind of software if you don't have that you know particular tool it is very handy to um not have to do all of those geodetic reductions of your data you know things are getting better like it used to be point cloud you you know when you adjusted it, and point cloud can come from lots of things: autocorrelation, of photogrammetric, uh, lidars, sonar does point cloud. Uh, if you do, you know the the what is it? Multi-beam sonar type things that can make point clouds. We're doing some of that in the ditch uh, where I work, um, and and dealing with these giant data sets, it's possible to rigorously reduce them and reproject them into something else. I've you know assisted in writing the software to do that. Um, it just takes forever. I mean, it's like days of computation on like a standard PC, you know, for large, you know, multi-square-mile datasets. You know, so you just want to avoid it if at all possible. You want all the stuff to just work together with minimal computation. So that, that's kind of the, you know, in a nutshell, is making everything work uh, seamlessly. So you have a geodetic requirement, and you have a practical requirement of like you want to match the plans, you want to match the plat. Uh, having very small amounts of distortion can be rendered as negligible or just it, it doesn't exist. Scale factors one is another way to look at
4: it. Gotcha. That'd be awesome. It is. <laughs>
3: well, I, I like you know, in, in another you know prominent name in US of A Z, Mike Banta. He and I used to work together. And he was over in Plating. I was over in Government Services. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, here now we're having this discussion. I don't know, ten some odd years ago, yeah. uh, and he's like, "Oh, well, I don't understand." You know, the, you know, it's really easy to scale things. I was like, "Okay." You get ready with your calculator to scale state, you know, state plane current. I'm gonna take this LDP that I just designed yeah. and we'll throw a dart at the at the map. I was kind of being an ass, but yeah. you know, it was like we'll throw a dart at the map, you compute, you know, you know, one three zeros and a one fifty one, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. combined scale factor, yeah. and I'll compute mine. Ready, set, go, one. You know, this is my <laughs> answer. All right, ready? We'll do another one. Ready, set, go, one. You know, it's like my <laughs> answer is always one. Right. You know, that's the scale factor. Yeah. You know, it's like because there's You know, in a practical sense, there is no scale factor. It's ground.
4: Grid is ground. So at the same... I'm sorry.
2: No, I'm just thinking my six-year-old told me that if you hold your two fists together, that's the size of your brain. I feel like this guy has the largest fist I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) You My know, goodness! Maybe My, it's I am so spun case. right now. You
3: know, if the nucleus of a hydrogen atom was your fist, you know where the first or uh, the electron cloud is. <laughs> he's just taking
2: it, blowing it out of the, the water. radius of the Earth. <laughs> that's like kind of crazy stuff. About he's going to throw a dart, and it. it's one, <laughs> so, <laughs> one
4: at the at the same time. The uh, the US, US survey foot is going away, right? Yeah, and th- that's all happening at the same time
3: um well it already happened in 1959 if i remember correctly but they didn't implement it or enforce it so that's kind of odd um michael dennis at ngs has got a ton of good things documented on the up on the websites but um pretty much in 2022 they will officially for the second time sunset that unit and it will go away (coughs) so it doesn't have a whole lot of impact in arizona other than our neighbors won't be a different foot and so that's kind of cool because like I, you know, in my career, it's been just a pain in the ass, right. Uh thorn in the side. as it were. you know, you get somebody from out of state and they come in and they Oh, they screwed it up. Yeah. Uh, or there were things like um, various federal things I think might've mandated it like, you know, like some FAA type things might've, you know, all been using U.S. feet and then get mm-hmm. to Arizona. It's a nightmare. And um, that was a, you know, a case example that I had, you know, it was something in downtown Phoenix and they were, Computing glide slopes using U.S. survey feet and it just was enough off that it had an impact on the height of the building. Yeah, you know, which is that's bad. You cut a floor off a building. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's absolutely. not hard to figure out that that's extremely expensive. Minor suppose. mistake. So that'll that'll be
4: another good move. Um, so it, it, I can't imagine how this is all going to be implemented. It's going to have to be a nightmare, I'm sure. At least in the beginning.
1: Mm,
3: well, the data sheets will reflect it, and yeah. it's just like you know, Geo18 came out months ago uh not even been the last year i forget when geo 18 came out but uh like you do an opus list you interact with any kind of ngs product national genetic survey product like a data sheet or online positioning user service opus uh you interact with those types of products they give you a report that's got all your info on it um those will update instantly i mean they oh. just uh you know you know it's the uh the 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 big red button could be pushed today and all that just happens. It's just computational. They're replacing one algorithm with another. That's no big deal. Um, it's not like there's some crazy rollout to make this stuff happen Uh uh, with most of it. Um, and from a user standpoint, if you are constraining to current control, you're fully supported. If you're, if you have legacy data, you're also fully supported. There's Uh other, uh, NGS products like NCAT, um, and It's NCAT, and I can't remember the acronym off the top of my head exactly, uh, but it's a coordinate transformation tool. And then it supports everything in the past, including U.S. survey feet, because some things have U.S. Mm-hmm. survey feet embedded in them. So all legacy things will be supported in the future. You don't have to worry about not having compatibility in the future. It is it, definitely built in. Uh, it's just in the future, you know, they will represent the current product on all their their uh, online data and data sheets and anything that you interact with them. So
4: what about these like these companies that have like VRs and stuff like that is it going to be you get a new number is that what it is
3: well and then welcome to the 4D world excuse more 4D's but um there's 3D you know like you know you know northeast up is you know one way to think about it the hmm. fourth dimension is time there's also a lot of stuff going on in the background of the velocities and you know that type of the Euler motions and you know, interframe velocity, cetera. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. You know, we live in a moving world. If it's like you want to define yourself down to a meter, it's pretty simple. You want to define yourself down to a decimeter, you know, you know, four inches, as it were. You know, it's like, okay, we gotta pay attention to this and this. You want to start, you know, approaching the centimeter or half inch, you know, you know, you know, four hundredths world. It's like, ah, you know, pay attention to this, 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 and this. You get down to millimeters, fractions of a, you know, of a foot. Um, all sorts of stuff is going on. Um, you know, a solid earth tide comes to mind. He's like, we go up and down, you know, a couple of centimeters every day. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not fixed in height. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the moon is moving the continents just like it moves the ocean. It's just a smaller magnitude. So when you get more defined, more resolu- you know, resolution in your data, there's more things that happen and more things that you have to account for. And all of it's built in the software. I mean, you know, like, you know, Ryan's giving me the eye
2: you know it's like but uh i'm i'm, I'm lost <laughs> you know you the, lost me 20 minutes ago
3: the, the, the simple <laughs> thing is like you know like you you know like, or, or we were talking before it was like you know surveying is easy we measure stuff it's relative to something you get the same answer twice that's all that there is to it and it doesn't have to get any more complicated than that you know like let the geodesist be geodesist and be the end user just you know know to use current data um like, you know, like the project I was working on today. Uh, I'm out there doing re-observations of data control to control you know, a major mapping campaign that we're getting ready to embark on. And It's like I don't use 50-year-old or 30-year-old or 20-year-old or 10-year-old data. I use data from today to control projects today. Yeah. and you remeasure it. If, if the, the, the information from the past doesn't meet the parameters and specifications of today, you remeasure it. It's very very straightforward, and then all the adjustments I'm doing is all NAD83 epoch 2010 or NAD83 uh, 11 epoch 2010. That's going to be the data. It's UH18. That's the project. You know, that's what we're running on the project. It's all published information. It's nothing squirrely, nothing weird. Uh, you can interact with the clients. You can interact with the consultants. You know, everybody can be on the same team because it's all fully supported data. I have an LDP for Central Arizona Project. So I'm not implementing it on this project. Uh, ideally it ends up becoming state plane zone and and in the future we'll use it. But, you know, it's like, I don't even have that thing live because it's like, it's not data portable. If it's not fully supported by all softwares and fully supported by uh, all the entities, the government, et cetera, then, you know, we just don't, you know, you don't use it. But, you know,
4: if you work in the current system, it's very simple, very straightforward. So like that LDP you just mentioned, how would that fit into the 2022 effort? Oh, that was the one, that was the
3: layer I didn't mention. That was layer two. So there's zero, which is statewide, one, uh, which is, you know, the contiguous quilt, and then layer two, which would be special things like CAP, like Grand Canyon. Okay. Um, And there, you know, like might be like like City of Flagstaff potentially or Sedona because they don't necessarily fit into the schema of the other layers. And I could talk about that for an hour and a half because there's all sorts of rules you follow. But um, you can cut donut holes out of things and, you know, but there's times where you, it potentially be better to put an, into another zone. Yeah. Look for the article that's coming out later this year. <laughs> and on all the, you know, we're, for the next year, uh, the committee will be definitely publishing this in about every article or every you know publication that will accept it. Um, three that I can think of at the top of my head, USOAZ, it definitely is one of them. Uh, so just look for the publications that are coming out. I have an email address and a phone number you can call me. If you got questions, I'm happy to talk about this stuff.
4: So even like people in other states, would you be and it's okay, it'd be cool for those guys to call you as well.
3: Yeah. I mean if somebody is looking for general advice, I'm totally willing. Uh okay. if it goes beyond that, I mean it's like I limited resource. The wife is very gracious <laughs> in letting me out tonight. But uh you know it's like yeah I mean I got I got a life. Come yeah, on. <laughs> right, right, yeah. We
4: wouldn't post your phone number but maybe your email address. The email it's already address, on the web. Fine. Yeah, yeah. It's well,
3: already, If you go on the, the uh, did you look it up, Jake? The geodesy. dot I think it is. It's like you're leaving
2: it up to the producer, Jake. Huh? Yeah, there you go. Oh boy,
4: he was like that. he was
2: well, like Johnny on the spot earlier. With we're we're gonna pull this back from all these acronyms because I don't think my brain can handle any more of these. More alphabets. No, no mas. <laughs> I have hit my fill. Uh, to go back to more of a geoholics type of thing. If you could tell your younger self something with where you're at now, what would it be? I took notes. I'm getting old. He's prepared, boys. Learn all the one, acronyms. Yeah. That would be what you would tell your yeah, younger study self. Study the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> Alpha, 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 no, it's Alpha, Alpha, like, you know, uh, uh, where you're at in life and where your brain is. What You know, if you go oh, back 20, 30 years in time, what would you tell yourself?
3: Yeah, um, You know, just pay cash. Yeah. Don't get debt.
2: Uh, my house is That's almost a good one i think jake just got a big smile on his face i <laughs> was like yep <laughs> don't go to you know i won't mention <laughs> dfs
1: <laughs> <laughs> and a free plug <laughs> so
4: brian i'm curious who like who are the most influential people in your uh in your life as it relates to land surveying?
3: Uh, oh there's john rose he and i were in the same battalion um, oh really yeah i didn't know that and mcb 17 um Art Wetzel, he was the oh, yeah. first boss I had later to be a VP. still mm-hmm. a good friend. Um, Mike Maguire, he and I were co-workers um, for years. I mean, it was like, you know, he is a graduate. I think it's Maine is where he he graduated from with a four-year degree in mm-hmm. geomatics engineering. I don't, I don't remember the exact title, but uh, he and I, he lives in
1: uh, Oregon now. Oh, Oregon. Yeah, okay. he's, he's probably
3: yeah. across the river. That's right. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, uh, Maggie Airlines for surveying free plug um, yeah I mean he and I had you know many many conversations still do I mean we still chat all the time um, Greg Tuttle was another one if you remember him at SRP mm-hmm. and I worked for him because I worked at SRP for a while there yep. um, and he used to do the state plan coordinate review at the LSIT review you remember that I one do. and I'd, I'd go in and I'd just grill him I'm yeah. like hey I have this question mm-hmm. I have this question he keep giving me more and more and more paper so to damn read you <laughs> well, and I, I read. It was like, you know, I'm insomniac and I read fast. So it's like, you know, he'd give me 400 pages and a day later I'd be in there. Okay, I read all of that, but I still have these questions. So he'd give me another 1,000 pages, you know, <laughs> stuff. And it was like, I read all that in a week and, you know, i come back. And, and finally he was just like, ah, to heck with it. You know, like you teach the class. yeah. And he right. retired shortly after that. So, yeah, and, you know, it's just, uh, he was, you know, you know, lots of, I mean, many more. I just can't think of off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But,
4: uh, That's a good list right there. It's a heavy hitter list oh
2: and there's a ton I mean
3: it's like you know Steve Duryea is you know been a professional friend for years mm-hmm. um stony wall
2: you know I got worked with you know
3: with with him and for him and you yep. know it's like um
2: that guy's kind of a local legend
3: indeed yeah i mean it's like you know I, I worked you know that was a the field manager job I had and then you know later I was running my own company and then you know he'd swing me work you know and we'd you know, you know, and then I'd swing him work when I was busy. And, you know, it's like, um, I don't know. I, if I sat down and thought about it, I could probably list off another 50 names. I mean, and there's a moral to that. Mm-hmm. Be involved. Yep. Get out there. I mean, it was like a lot of these were APLS contacts mm-hmm. um, that I had or US of AC contacts. Mike Banta, for sure. Whoop, I keep hitting that. Um, you know, Mike Banta's you know, definitely in that mm-hmm. list, too. And, you know, it's like, you know, he The and voice I, of reason. The voice of reason. Yeah, it's uh, Tom yeah. Lute. Who's now at City of Mesa?
2: Oh my goodness, that guy's been saying he's gonna retire since the day I started in this industry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so okay, uh, you're you're a fan of the show, I I believe. I hope I binge watched today here. or okay. listened because I so was, so you've at least caught up and you're driving 400 and, miles. Yeah, I was gonna say he knows what's coming. Uh, okay. I hope you had a lot of time. You got a good answer for this mantra that you live by.
3: You know, it depends on the era that I was at, and I'll give you quick story it was like i was sitting at some air base i don't even remember where and the the big mural on the wall they had painted up there it was a fight wars to win was like you know one and it was like because i I used to when i was much younger i used to say shoot to hit fight to win adapt and overcome failure is not an option that was you know and obviously those are all very militaristic because the last two are off the marine corps which i was attached to first mef um that's what cb support Marine Expeditionary Force, another acronym. Military's got way <laughs> more acronyms than geodesy, and they've got weird acronyms. like NAVEDTRA for Navy Educational Training. But um, that that was like, you know, something I did, you know, I was much more gung-ho and younger, but, um, you know, and I know you guys don't like to have politics and religion, but I was going to say Mark 12, 30 through 31. Mm-hmm. And I'll summarize. It's just love God and love your neighbor. That would definitely Wait, be Nothing miraculous. wrong with that. Yep,
2: that's we, one uh, that a- we don't necessarily have to get religious for that.
4: Yeah, of course not. That's good. So there, I don't
2: know. There does, you go. Does Jake love his neighbor? That'd be me.
4: Oh okay. yeah, <laughs> he's
2: a really great neighbor. <laughs> a, it, it, there was a little bit of silence there for a second. He I had think, to walk he, to the yeah, microphone. Yeah, he had he had to question that before he answered it. <laughs> Just a
6: small bit of hesitation. <laughs> so I
4: don't know. I uh, is there anything we haven't talked about, Brian? That maybe you wanna you wanna make sure you, we we uh, we touched on.
3: Oh, you always gotta leave him wanting more.
4: Exactly. Oh, this so guy we'll have be, you back. This
3: will be this this guy will be back we'll for round for two. Sure. Oh god, yeah.
2: You Give him about 2 years when that comes out. Oh holy cow. Two he's going to be on the Victory Trail, boys.
3: Yeah, we <laughs> could talk, we could talk like control networks, we could talk Opus project to, you know, blue booking and we could so let, let me let
4: me ask you this. I know there's a lot of surveyors have the same question but they're afraid to ask it cuz they might they're afraid they're going to sound dumb. When you're doing surveys, let's just say you're doing a boundary survey. So, everything that you do is on stay plane coordinates i'm assuming
3: right yeah right now yeah right it's right, some sort of projection that meets my need mm-hmm. but stay planes a pretty good backup
4: so when do you when when do you have when do you use a projection to ground and when do you just go with grid
3: oh well, is there a rule of well, and then there's a there's a good underlying question that you're not asking is like you know what do you do on a construction site and you want to lay out the steel beam you mm-hmm. know because you know that's you know really you know it's like when does You know, the rubber meet the road of like, you know, too much is too much. Um, And that's the answer to that, you know, because I've asked that question too. I'm like, you know, how much, you know, how many parts per million can we have as acceptable distortion? You know, I asked that to a crowd and it's like, and if you talk to a forester who's getting QL5, you know, you know, LiDAR data, which is very coarse, they're using UTM. They can't even tell. Uh, or you go talk to some guy that's building high rises and parking garages and that kind of thing, and they want two parts per million. You know, so it's like you know, a thousand parts per million, two parts per million. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the answer's got to be in there somewhere. And and that forty or that twenty slash forty part per million was kind of the you know number I threw out earlier. Mm-hmm. It like I don't know, you know, like back you know when they're writing uh, Arizona boundary minimum standards at twenty five hundred hundred parts per million. There's a reason for that. Uh, and it predominantly was because then you almost just quashed this whole state plane coordinate issue because you know for the most part you know you got about 100 parts per million grid to ground ish. I mean there's definitely you know go to Flagstaff, 7,000 foot elevation, it's going to be you know 350, 400 parts per million even in state plane, but uh, current state plane, not in future, but mm-hmm. um, it, it's it's complicated. But I mean it's like I I don't see a statutory limitation to you coming out and saying I'm at this projection and it's not the ground. You can make that statement you've disclosed it you've um, you know met the minimum criteria because map distortion is not error. Mm-hmm. It's a definable quantity and if you disclose it it's you didn't make a mistake and that whole boundary survey minimum standard is an error standard, not a distortion standard. So, yep. and we could, we could talk for hours on that, that That's a good article. That's something yeah. that, you know, somebody, somebody
4: when it <laughs> should write an article about. But, um, yeah, I vote, well, I, I, agree. I vote
2: Brian Fisher to write that article. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put it on
4: my list. Put it on your list. Yeah, exactly. All right. Fantastic. Uh, anything else, guys? I think this guy's covered
2: it all. Yep, well, oh, my goodness. Uh, I feel like I went to school. I'm Ooh. going to get my degree in surveying tomorrow.
4: You didn't even <laughs> ask me, like,
3: how I got into it, like, Way back when. Well, was like you I was said,
2: say, we got to leave them wanting
4: more. Yeah. Yeah, okay, <laughs> we got into go. the nitty gritty on next, this next one. Time, next time we'll have Brian write the script. Yes. <laughs> no. We're going to We're gonna, have, <laughs> no, no, we're no, gonna no,
2: interview no. Brian next time, not Brian the Surveyor.
4: Mm. Yeah, right. Oh, my
2: God, I'll clam up because I'll get all nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like,
3: I don't uh, like talking about myself. Yeah, I can stand in front yeah, of hundreds yeah. or thousands of people and talk. Some subject that you know, like I've got scripted. But if you you ask me about me personally, I'm like, uh, oh, oh, now,
2: now we know, we, now we got I'm it. I'm very
4: bashful. I'm sure. Next time it's on. Oh.
2: We were not prepared properly.
4: <laughs> All right. Well, we'll definitely uh we'll do this again for sure. Yeah, it was fun.
3: Thank you for having me. Yes, I totally thank you appreciate for it. being it. here. Yeah, and thank you, here. thank you guys for doing this. It's like. You know, you're looking for a future guest. You know, I'm thinking uh, Kent over here. I want to know his backstory more, you know. We like, need to do that sometime.
4: Yeah, actually. have us, yeah.
2: Jake and I ask you questions instead of the yeah. other way around. Yeah. That well, and vice versa. No, bueno. in, in no my, you already did that. We, my, we learned our lesson. We're done with that. Yeah, it's my, not happening again.
3: My binge listening today, the last one I listened because I listened in reverse order was The oh, Boys. 23. Yeah, I was like, Oof, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that no, was a good episode. No right? It was awesome.
4: So much fun. Oh, yeah.
3: Yep. But we need more, more questions for you, Kent. All right,
4: we'll do it. Yes. Bank so on it. Bank everybody,
2: on it. info at thegeoholics.com. Send all your questions for Kent <laughs> and we will grill him. Yeah, it'll Phil be fun. F, yeah, it'll for be you.
4: fun. Yeah, yeah Phil yeah. laugh. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again to Social Hall and, uh, and of course, Studio One. Uh, check us out at thegeoholics.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn by searching for The Geoholics and download all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or else Spotify. You say and Stitcher? Stitcher. We can't forget Stitcher. And That's don't a new forget one. our app. And app yep, Every yep. time you forget the app. LandSurveyorsUnited.com. You can download our app. It is freaking awesome. As uh, Big Shoots mentioned, you can email us at infotheohics.com. At and uh, Any
2: questions for Dilpy Dilf, send them over.
4: I get the email, buddy. I'll be able to filter them out. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, no, no. I'm gonna <laughs> get the password.
4: Black Mood's taking us out with someone to save us. And of course their music available on Spotify and Apple Music. Uh, just embarked on a new tour with Royal Bliss if they're in your hood, check them out and also get the full tour agenda on uh, theblackneeds.com Till next time everybody,
2: adios Hasta la vista
4: Thanks again to our friends of the program. Please be sure to check out Land Surveyors United at landsurveyorsunited.com, Unifly at unifly.arrow, badelf at bad-elf.com, and Parkland College at parkland.edu forward slash surveying.